Okay, so, um, Nadia, any feedback on Sunday's teaching? Mind-blowing. Like, rocked my world. I thought it would. <laughs> no, in all honesty, um, the, the general subject that we are, like, focusing on now is something, I mean, I have given it some thought in the past, but I think because it, you know, because I'm, because you're thinking Judgment Day, and even with the two existences that we do have now, Judgment Day itself is still a concept in my mind that I found was something still ahead of me. Um, and so I never really thought about the details of it and the workings of it because it was still somewhere in the future. Um, and my, my thought about it was, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. At least my name's in the Book of Life, so happy days. And I didn't really give it much more thought. Um, I think you don't really focus on, on Judgment Day per se, but we have been focusing on implementing principles, learning the truths, renewing the mind, all of that. But I think now the two are kind of meeting and it's weird. <laughs> Do you agree? So faith is based on a revelation by God to our eternal being perceived by our uh, physical person in some way of what comes the final work, the perfection after that day. But then we don't realize that somewhere in between, if we have a straight road there, somewhere on the road there, there is this reality. What is that reality? How, how is it applicable to my life here? Then what most believers does is they go like, well, my, if, if you have the truth of the book of life, you go, well, my name's in the book of life, so judgment day has nothing to do with me. Which to some degree is, um, well, I don't even want to say to some degree is true because it's just not, not really true. It's a truth, but a different truth. So, so, and let's see if anybody could identify within our thought patterns, uh, the recesses of our minds, if we could identify regarding the judgment, if we could identify any old thought patterns or ideas. Was, what did we think? Are we going to be judged at all? Is our lives going to be scrutinized at all in any way? I do live in this constant fear of judgment and doing right and doing wrong. 
show what I live out and what I thought I understood is two completely different things. That's a very important and significant realization and revelation that I think most people will at some stage have to face within our walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because we cannot have that disparity, the gap between what we know and believe and what we live. We're not even talking about sin, we're talking about the reality of life. Mm. And that's what, that's what we believe the Holy Spirit is doing. He's, he's trying to bring us into the witness as to be of, has to be a witness, has to be a testimony. It's either true or it's not. The Word of God is true. Can't say I believe it if it's not true. So I read it and believe it, but that's not yet believing it. So, so we all, I mean, for us, for, well, I don't know if everybody else would wonder sometimes about how mature you have, to what maturity you've grown in your walk with the Lord. I think that is a very valuable way to measure. To what degree is my acceptance of the word mm. also now a reality of my life experience and thinking and response? Yeah. And the reality is that that's a symptom of a Christian sickness that everybody has. Mm. Everybody wants to go from, I've come to faith, to um, a witness now, because we want to get to the witness stage very quickly. The fact of the matter is, I will, by overcoming, by walking out my faith, I will eventually develop a witness that's a true witness. And the fact is that um, you hang around most impressive Christians long enough, their witness won't stand. And so we now have to embrace a process of patience, but not stagnancy. Um, that's the difference. So patience isn't being stuck. Because most, a lot of believers will, are just deceived into thinking they're doing okay, when actually the evidence is pointing to them not doing okay. So we, all we say is let's be Let's be honest with ourselves. Mm. And then, once you're honest with yourself, you have the opportunity to grow. Because mm. we also have the principles. We have a principle of progression and continuance. Where a lot of people think they're growing, but they're actually just staying exactly the same. There's no change, there's no growth, there's no maturing, there's no increase in authority. They're just staying the same. And so that's, that's why we actually just accepting this challenge to the level that we are able to. We're going like, if I'm still doubtful, then I'm going to at least admit I'm still doubtful. I haven't had, I haven't had a <coughs> victory in that area. And if I'm immature, I'm going to say I'm immature. Mm -hmm. You know, the, um, I've met some, some church leaders that people go, is, is this guy a true, is he, is he true, is he false? And I go, like, he's neither, he's just immature. We'll find out when he matures, <laughs> what he is. 
it's not that you can't figure it out because it's too immature. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so when it comes to old mindsets, we have been blessed with revelation and understanding. The Lord has definitely brought maturity out of all of us. Mm. There's responsibility growing. But now what I'm, I'm hearing the Holy Spirit warn us against is that we can fall into a mindset, come slide into a mindset easily, where we're just going, well, it's easy, it's safe, there's, you know, what's this problem of judgment? I'm not going to be judged, there's now no condemnation. But there's the scripture right there, black and white, that there's a reason why the people out there are saying we're going to be judged. There's a good reason for it, because it sounds like the scripture is saying it. And that's what we're addressing, is that mindset. We don't want... Every person out here are supposed to become an ambassador of the kingdom outside. There's a witness that has to develop in us. The danger is you speak to somebody that comes from the general, the general public, Christian world, and they're going like, you're going to be judged according to your works, and, and we're just not going to hear what they're saying. We're going to go like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. There's now no condemnation. Your book, it's according to... You know, one man or whatever is the answer. But we have to make sure that when we speak to someone, we understand where they're coming from, why they're saying what they're saying, why they're thinking what they're thinking. They're not just being wrong. It comes from somewhere. Mm. And that's what I want, we want to we, have to, we have to... we have to shine the light on a connection of scriptures that are actually... Not that easy to just explain away. We're we going to have to look at when is the rapture? Is there a rapture? What is the rapture? Is there scriptures that talk about a form of a rapture? And if there is, we can't just form our own opinion. Then we're going to fit it in with judgment. We have to fit it in with what is the judgment, what is going to be judged, who is going to be just, judged, and, and what's the consequences. Then rewards. There's very clear scriptures in the Bible about rewards. But now we're walking around being aware of the fact that there's rewards, but what are we thinking is the rewards? Mm. See how we have to address all of this just to get to the bottom of this one idea, this one doctrine. Because a lot of people are being highly motivated by the idea of rewards. They live, they, they serve, they make sacrifices, they dedicate their lives because there's rewards. Mm. So we need to understand these things because we can't just go like, no, this is the answer. We have to understand why they believe what they believe. Because otherwise... Don't we also then run the risk of falling into the trap of uh, subconsciously ignoring certain scriptures that don't fit in with the truth that we have in our head? Because we can't make it fit, so we now go, okay, I just don't understand it yet, but I don't have to understand it. This is just the truth, so this doesn't matter. And then we're just back where we were, before. So then we've, 
then we've just become the same of the same. So we, we definitely don't want to ever fall into that. We, we don't, we're never going to consciously ignore a scripture or the implications or meaning of a scripture if it doesn't fit in with what we already understand. If we, if we are faced with something that seems to disagree with what we understand, then we are going to make sure that we get to understand how it fits in. That's it. Because otherwise we will be dangerous out there. Without realizing, we'll be oblivious. We'll think we shared the gospel with someone, walk away and we're going to, I don't understand why you're not understanding me. You're just rebellious. Meanwhile, I'm the one that didn't understand where they're coming from. Maybe I was the prideful one. Maybe I was the arrogant one. Maybe I was the one that think I know what I'm talking about, but I actually... I'm not as well equipped as I think I am. Mm. So that's part of what we're doing. We have to continue to encourage everybody to be in a process of renewal and equipping. We have a responsibility. That's it. We're either going to be a witness or not. If we're not a witness, you will be judged. No, I'm joking. Okay. So, <laughs> but we have to be a witness. The whole purpose, the Holy Spirit is poured out into our fleshly bodies mm. as a seal, but the purpose of it is to be a witness. That's the purpose of the process. But a witness of what? So this evening we're just going to look at that main, <coughs> the main scripture that we looked at on Sunday. Has anybody gone back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3? And try to dissect it again. So now let's, are we going to read it and then we're going to just get feedback. I just want to ask feedback from you regarding this specific scripture. Let's just look at why this scripture is here and what it's saying and what it means. What's the implication? 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We'll start from verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Yahushua Messiah. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, <coughs> silver, precious stones, wood, Hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Okay, so let's see. Feedback. 
because I'm sure many of you would have meditated on the consequences and the implication of this scripture. So what are we looking at? Does it say that there is a reward? Does it say that the fire will test our work? The day. So that's a good point. We have to decide on that. <clears throat> now, let's talk about the day. What does the day stand for? Is it the same day as the white throne judgment? Because it's the day. The day of the Lord, the final day. Is it the same day? Good. The day. Now let's let's just look at the whole big picture. What what do we perceive? We don't have to give the right answer. What is your response? What is your thoughts and heart doing? What what would you have read if you read this at home? In the you mean the whole thing or specific? Are we still on the day? No, the whole thing. The, the whole, whole the whole thought pattern. Okay. The day will declare the work, and then the work will be tested by fire. And according to what you have built with, uh, the fire will it will survive the fire, will be destroyed by the fire. That whole scenario. When you if you read this at home, what would you have read? What would you have understood? What would your interpretation and application of this has have been? I like that perspective. That's a good perspective. That's kind of, okay, even if I don't make it, I'm still going to be saved. That's good. That's the truth. What I would say is, it says, each one's work will become clear. It's not clear all the way through. It's not clear what your work is that you should do. So it will become clear at that point. And that's why you will still make mistakes, but you are building irrespective. So, and as Nadia also said in the teaching, it will still guide you on back onto the track, irrespective of wrong decisions you made not knowing it. But you have to work. You can't just sit in limbo and think you're going to be okay. Like many people do, but um, 
believe that he's going to guide me on the right track. It's about his kingdom. It's not about me. Good. Okay, so there's a there's a revealing. That's a that's an interesting perspective. I like I like the way you're looking at it. It helps. It helps. It shines another light on it. Okay, so what are we talking about? What is the what's the building work? What what is it? What what works are being tested? So what are you seeing when you're looking at the building? So we know now we have to build on something, but what is that building work? That's what we were trying to get to. Thank you for that answer. So that would be mostly the accepted thinking outside in the world. Well, everybody, I think, inside here as well. Is that we're thinking, they're talking about the lives that we built should be built on the foundation, and the foundation is Yahushua. That's the easy explanation we go to, and we go like, okay, it just means that our lives will be tested. Now the question is, is everybody's lives tested on the day? Is it a once-off, this is, you've had 80 years to build, let's see what you did. Looking in the right direction. Because see, that's why that's why we we were led by the spirit not to give the answers. We were just going to give the answers, and that's what the Holy Spirit ministered was that no, no, this needs to be a process of us learning about what we would have understood. Mm. What did we understand? What would we have seen if we read the scripture? How do we, what process are we going to, because it's far more important that we start teaching everybody a process, a biblical process of coming to revelation, even if you have to patiently work at it, search, not be distracted, not make conclusions, find scriptural connections, see what the text actually says. Okay, so, what are we missing in this text? We keep missing the most important bit of the clue. Yeah. 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 Yeah
Yes. When you were thinking about this, this week, did you apply it to your life at all? Did you think about this? Well, I thought about the rest. Because this, <coughs> like when you, when you spoke about it, I heard what you were saying, but it was like, you know, it wasn't like, it's not here, so, you know. Okay. But, when you read now, you were sort of slowing down there at that part by there. And then you read it like really slowly, and then at one stage it felt like you were going to end, and then you still like read it. So it was like you kind of want to switch off after a bit. But then it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy and then we says earlier that we will build so the the temple and stuff and then will be revealed by fire with fire and then it will burn. So God will destroy that which is not built right. So you have to because if you are the temple then you have to build on yourself but not on yourself because you're not alone the temple. Most people will think, Oh, I'm the temple and there's millions of other temples as well, so like, which one? So if there's one temple, then you are basically a precious stone, or you have to build on the rest of the temple. Wait, can I, because something that's like really glaring, and I don't know if I'm way off track here, but I think it's one with the body, like everybody is one temple, because if um it says, and I am the master builder, Paul says, but another lays a foundation. So it's that thing that we all build different things in one, it's actually one, one body, one man. So what just happened in the room? What Johannes did in his fellowship with the body he just built something that will remain and last into the body. Because when he <coughs> added something, even if it's tested by fire, it will remain because he helped her to make a connection and come to understanding. So that will remain because that was based on the truth, on the big picture, on the plan of God. That's what happened. That's actually what just happened. He built something in. And he just added something to the building of the body, the temple, that can remain because it was true and right. That it's can be tested. It's eternally true. It's eternal. That can be tested. So actually, that was an example of how this works. Mm. We are in fellowship, so we are careful to speak. But if we don't contribute, then we didn't help to build at all. Mm. Although everybody that's here did contribute to the building just by arriving this evening. Yeah? By being here for the right reason and with the right heart attitude, by arriving we added something 
And if we remain in the right attitude with the right mindset, not go into pride or selfishness or any of that, then this being here this evening will become part of what will be tested because this was in relation to the body. So this entire scripture, the context is when anybody builds, adds a brick or any of the work that is has to do with the house that's being built, the body, nothing else. It cannot be applicable to any other context because it's very well defined. So now we can go into that explanation. I think we can go into that, mm. right? Mm. Okay. So with my best intention and um, to the best of what I knew how to do years ago, because of the prophetic gift and um, some understanding <coughs> of the word, and because of my calling, many people would come to me for ministry. I was still fairly immature and inexperienced, but the Holy Spirit was leading me, and the prophetic side of it really went well. So sometimes 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, people would be waiting outside the door for ministry. Because the word spread that there was someone that could really hear from the Lord. And there was this one guy, what... 15 years ago, maybe longer, even, I don't know, longer. The one guy that used to come regularly. He was doing well financially, built a house in Atlantic Beach, had various fancy cars, did well. On the prophetic side of ministering to him, that's why he mainly came, was for prophetic insight, and uh, that went really well. But then, he started seeking counsel regarding some financial stuff. And I had just attended a conference at Church on Finances, Biblical (coughs) Christian Finances. So, because of my inexperience in that area, I just applied what I had just been taught. So I said, well, you know, there's disorder and uh, dishonesty in your finances and so forth. I said, but the first thing you need to do to fix it, if you want God's blessing on your finances, you have to tithe. Have you been tithing? You've been going to church for many years longer than I have been. I said, have you been contributing to the work of the Lord? No. I said, well, you don't have a shortage of money. What's the problem? No, you know, I just never agreed with this thing that you must give you. What are they doing with the money? I said to him, don't you worry about what they're doing with the money. The Bible says... You must support the work of the Lord. What they do with it, that's their business. You want to see the Lord help you with your finances, you start by tithing. So he did. A few years later, the Lord corrected what I've been taught by the church regarding tithing. So I went back to him. I said, look, I have to, I, have to, I beg you, 
correct your thinking to become scriptural because now he's been tithing for a number of years. He has now based a lot of his thinking and doing on the tithing principle. And he rejected my advice. He didn't want to correct his thinking. He said, no, no, this is definitely the way to do it. So over the next 10 years, I saw this guy just falter regarding business and finances over and over. And there's been some loss, I think, in his life, not due to my ministry, but due to mismanagement, irresponsibility, immaturity, and um, then also probably some of the ministry that he received from me. So what I ministered to him, what I built into the body that day, would be tested by fire over and over and over and over over the next course of 10 years plus in his life. And every time it would be tested by fire, it would be burned up. Because I built into his life with straw and hay and wood. That's the consequences. So I'm not solely responsible for the negative results. But there was an occasion, an incident, where I ended up building into the temple, (coughs) into the body of Messiah. I built with that which was not kingdom. It wasn't precious stones, that is the word. Every, Every truth in here, that's the precious stones. Every bit of His truth, His knowledge of God, that's what we have built into the body. When we fellowship, when we add, when we contribute, when we influence the thinking and the attitudes of each other, that's how we are building into the body. And that is what will be tested. So this becomes quite an intricate thing. With precious stones. Precious stones will not only, I'm not defining it only as truth. Everything that is in accordance with truth, in agreement with truth, so righteous action, sanctified speech, sanctified, anything in accordance with truth, that would be it. So, uh, I don't want to go all the way into the body now. So you are going to contribute something, you're going to add something um, by your deeds, your words, your whatever. Okay. So if it is something that has come from another source, another place, then that would be the hay or the wood or whatever. Okay. So scripturally, you're right, we want to take it all the way back to... Abel. In Hebrews it says that he receives a good testimony from the Lord. Mm. So he brings something that will be accepted by the Lord. And it says that he ministers and speaks through all the generations all the way up to the time that it was written and to our time. What? Why? What he did, when he built into the body, all he did was bring a witness of the finished work of the Lamb. So 
of the sacrifice of Messiah for sin that allowed them not to be not to be destroyed by the wrath of God. So the resurrection, he brought that witness and he added it to the memory, the knowledge of the entire body that will live from him all the way to the last man standing. And it says that God accepted his sacrifice, so the smoke is, so it's tested by fire, and although it looks like the sacrifice is consumed, it's accepted by God, the smoke goes up. Now, that act of believing, the act of witnessing, that act of witnessing, that becomes the thing that receives a witness from God and it becomes eternal. See what happens. So Abel's actions becomes, that's based on the truth of the gospel, the eternal work of God. Mm. It's based on that. That act that's based on the eternal gospel becomes his witness and his witness is building into the body because he's witnessing to the body and it becomes acceptable and then it becomes eternal. <coughs> What's the thing about the diamond? It's indestructible. Literally, if um, an atom war wipes out all life on earth, diamonds will survive. See, now the thing with that is it's eternal. So now that's what Abel did. He actually built, although there was only four people on earth, he already built into the body with his witness. So the witness, in accordance with truth of the gospel, the truth of God's work, the truth of God's plan, his character, because that one act witnesses to God's character, Mm. He's long-suffering, quick to forgive, slow to anger. Um, his finished work. His finished work. The, the giving of the lamb, the dying of the lamb, the... the of the mystery, the preeminent kingdom. The <laughs> so the closest we can come scripturally to trying to define what the precious stones would be, would be the witness. It could be words in accordance with the truth of the gospel. Actions in accordance to the truth of the gospel. Any witness. Any testimony. I actually listened to a testimony talk this morning. It's quite well. I'm out on my Sundays. <laughs> I listened to the testimony and they explained about the witness. That, that shines a big light on, on our lives, our walk, our relationship with God, and especially the process and the challenge of overcoming. Because now we realize that in all our interactions with the body, we're going to be adding, if we're going to interact with the body, we're going to do something. We might be there and we didn't add anything. So, how does a building site look if you have 
uh, a hundred. Now that's the mistake I've made. You go and collect some workers, day workers from the street. You think if you get four, you're going to get the job done quicker, right? Not so. <laughs> it will take four times as long. Because now the other three thought you brought them with to keep this one company. That's what happens. True. The more people you get to do the job, the longer it's going to take. And it's going to be more work for you to try and manage them. Less work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So now this we've got, to, we have to keep this, this is a dynamic and a principle in the body, in the, on the building side. Remember every year we read the different parts of the prophecy mm -hmm. about the building of the house of the Lord. What are we called to? We're not, he saves us for salvation, but then the next thing is he sends you to the building site because the temple is being rebuilt. Now what do you have when you have a hundred guys on a building site and um, 80 of them are not doing anything? They're in the way. They're making the job for the 20 that are working so much more difficult because now if they're not busy building, what are they going to do? They're going to distract, they're going to want to chat to the ones that are trying to work. Reality. So when we're looking at a, this building site, that's one of the dynamics that we have to, as believers, we have to become aware of that. That's why we've paid so much attention to thought patterns, talking, sanctified speech, sanctified action, fellowship, not friendship. We've done all the groundwork for this, for this truth. What did you want to add? You, uh, were you... I'm just... I'm wondering if it could fit in later, um, but with the example that you used, I just wanted to point out and pose the question that had you not ministered into the area of his finances, then it would not... Fire would not necessarily come to test his finances. But now because yeah. it has been brought as a sacrifice or to be built, now it has to be tested. But had that part of his life not been involved with the kingdom or, you know, merged or overlapped in any way, then there was no necessity for it to be tested by fire. As a question. <laughs> That's true. Well, now let's see what, what let's, let's, let's just look at this question. While he was just managing his finances as his personal business, got nothing to do with the kingdom, never occurred to him that it has anything to do with the kingdom, it's just his business. It was just him doing what he does and balancing the books. It's not going to be tested by fire, because the only thing that's going to be tested by fire is that which is built into the building. Which then brings us to a bigger, uh, I don't want to say truth, but a bigger point that um, I think when we read this scripture, uh, I don't know, it might be true, but we want to go kind of an overdrive and go like, oh, all of our life is going to be tested 
with fire. So I better, I better focus 24-7, pour out everything. No more movies for me. No, no. I'm just in the Bible, building all the time. And yet, it's not, that's not necessarily what it's saying. It's just saying that which you do build is going to be tested. It's a valid question. <coughs> but doesn't it apply then when, when you are ignorant of something, then that is already ex- uh, like it's, it's accept. It's, but if you bring it brought to your mind and you now try to avoid it, it's going to have consequences. I mean, if you, are, if you are innocent of something, then you can't be accused because you made it in error, you, in your ignorance. But once you are aware of it, it's like now after the teaching, automatically you are, you are conscious of it. So you cannot accept it because you've already learned this. It, this is becoming, we already witnesses by being here and it's already automatically <laughs> becoming truth in our lives. So you can't avoid it anymore. That's why God gave us Bible study. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly the consequence of it. That's what the Word does. Now that's a interesting. Let's look at that. Tested by fire. Okay, so tell me if you, so so you are building a house for someone. So you, the architect, you have a builder on site. Okay, when the building inspector comes. When the build, when the time comes for the building inspector to inspect the building, say you're building the house in Malkos, does he go inspect the site in Malkos? Then come here, inspect your office, check your books, check if the kitchen is clean, go to your house, check how you run your, just to make sure that everything's on the up and up. Is that what he's going to do? Maybe they should, but I mean. Yeah, I was the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, the building inspector is going to check where. On the actual site. On the site. Is he going to check the trucks bringing the materials? Stop them on the road. Check. The wheels. No, that's not part of his job description. Just the site. Now that's that's the interesting dynamic to this. That which we are going to build into the building. So we say, he says, as a master builder, Paul has laid the foundation. That's the uh, that's the um, doctrine of Messiah. Then he says, anybody else that wants to build on that. That's what the scripture is about. The moment we enter into fellowship, so to get saved, to get saved, we have to, we can get saved just by interacting with the Lord, but then the problem is you can't baptize yourself. So it's going to force you into relationship with the body. And from this point onward, all our responses, all that we say and do in relation to the body is going to qualify as being tested by fire. On that note, 
I would just like to add, um, I hope I'm not overstepping and giving an answer that I shouldn't, but I think the concept with, okay, what, if it says that it's going to be tested by fire, then how is it tested now? Mm. Is it okay? Can I, mm. can I go there? Because we were discussing like around the scripture this afternoon and um, I think it to understand this, a way of understanding this is the, the concept that we taught recently about the earth being his footstool which means that it is the place of judgment. It doesn't become the place of judgment in the end. It is the place of judgment. So judgment from the beginning, from the moment of the fall, judgment is manifesting its way to fullness, just as the, the concept or the truth of let your kingdom come, and the kingdom not just coming at the end of the age, bang, now the kingdom comes. The kingdom is coming through since the beginning, since the witness of Abel, uh, the kingdom has been being, has, ah, uh, that's going to be a weird sentence, has been, manifesting. that's better, has been manifesting systematically until the end. So if the earth is his footstool and the place of judgment, then it means that since the fall, judgment has been manifesting until that also will come to its full, which means that the fire is perpetually burning because that which is remaining in the end is going to be remaining for, it's going to remain eternally. So until that time, everything has to be separated because when we arrive, everything is clear, separated. That has to leave and this can stay. Once you have had the plans for a building approved, can you just decide on the building side? I don't like this. Let's just... Let's Make it two meters that way. It doesn't... We change our minds. Can you just change it? <laughs> Was it good? Then you just leave it on the plan the way it was, and you just. No, no, you will have, according to the law, according to the rules, you have to submit a right plan for approval. So the, the building uh, has to match the plans. Yeah. Okay. So now, see, the, according to the faith teaching, the New Jerusalem is a finished work, the building is built. Now, the day that reveals it is what is final there in truth. That We base faith on that. That is what faith is going to be according to. Righteousness is a straight point, a straight path from point A to point B. Anything veering from that straight path is unrighteousness or wickedness. So you can't walk it this way if the path that's wickedness. Now, 
that is the final finished work of God. The day revealing it is that is shining through to this side and anything that doesn't match that has to be immediately built, burnt up because is he going to allow us to build the temple on earth and then come see how we did? In the end. Go like, what okay, will, what will guys, be left? let's go through this. What is this? <laughs> 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 this is... <laughs> So that, see, that's what, there's the, see the flaw in thinking if we think, oh, well, one day, now he's going to sort through all our works and decide what was good and what wasn't. What's the point of that? I think, you know, because the truth about it is, he is so good, he will not allow us to continue building in vain and think we're doing the right thing. And then get to the end and then realize, oh no, we made a mistake here and now everything from that point onwards is just worth nothing. He wouldn't, he lo- he's too good to allow that. Now, but see, this is what happens. This is the reality on our side that we, we want to learn this lesson now. We build, good intention, there, there was a little bit of selfishness self-importance, my own opinions. Well, yeah, it's just a little bit of leaven. So I start strong. building, and then he comes, burns it up. And I'm like, that was just plain rude. <laughs> Excuse me. That was, you I'm know how here. much I invested? You, do you know the sacrifice that went into that? Now, like, I put so much money and time into that. And then I go, okay, I'm just building again. Still not going to consult the plan. Mm. I'm just going to again bring my best sacrifice. And then he burns it up again. And I go like, this is hurting and I don't know if he loves me anymore. And then I go, well, next time I'm just going to go build way over there. So now... And we start building in a place, in a fashion that's got nothing to do with the with the body anymore because I don't want to build into the body because the body my body work keeps being burned up so I start building and it survives and I go like this must be good see because what we do is we the fire the testing by fire on this side perpetually is going to either bring us into obedience it's going to bring us in line with the word or it's going to bring us into rebellion resistance and offense, and we start going like, well, I don't want to do it your way anymore. We just do that in our hearts and our minds, so we start building, and then he stops testing it with fire because we're no longer building into the actual house, not the building site. And that's when we know we're in trouble, when nothing is being burnt up anymore. What did you want to say? Doesn't he then give us the, the illusions that we're doing fine? He sends us delusions that we're doing fine. And then the hands are off, then you should worry, really. That's, that's when you should worry. So is it also a danger of being very careful about what you say and speak and teach into other people's lives? Because you could be causing them to... That when you say you gave the wrong advice, and then he took that, built on it, and kept building on it, <coughs> that we also need to be very cautious and 
what we teach and who, what we speak mm. and what we say to the body because of that effect. Mm. That's the point, that's what the point we're getting to. You actually yeah, nailing actually it. Well, we live according <laughs> to the, I mean, we, we, we have the standard of, of Yahushua who says, I say nothing that I did not hear the Father say. And, I mean, we have taught on that, and we do believe we want that to be the standard for us, but then it leaves us with, well, then there's actually very little to say, and somehow we struggle to reconcile the two. But also on that, we've been careful what we listen to out there, because there's so many other things. Yes. Very good point. Thing. Now, this is actually, I almost forgot about this point. Now, this is what happens. So I go, I'm doing fine. Building is going up stone by stone. It's a slow work, but there's at least some building happening. There's a fire on the side. But now it's I, a, it's a keeping me nice and warm. I know, I know that Monet said Joyce Meyer, be careful. But I, you know, I kind of enjoy her, so I decide just uh, just for variety, just go and have a nice Joyce Meyer hour. Now what? Joyce Meyer built into my life, I don't realize, is hay and wood. It's not in line with the wood. It's not eternal. The day doesn't line up with what's being built there. It's a different gospel. So now, what did I do? I invited fire to come and burn it. I didn't, it's not come from me. I built someone else's hay into my life. And now you have the problem with something like that. Joyce Meyer, sorry, Joyce, but is not, she doesn't know who you are, she doesn't have any responsibility in your process, so you can't go like, well, Joyce, you know, you should help me now, she's not going to be able to. So now, you're, it's burning, and you have no one to help you. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I kind of identified was that piece of information that, that, thing that I received there that's causing the fire. So what do I do? I go like, well, I'm just going to build that right in again. And again. And again. What I wanted to, to get to is that, and I know this is part of the reason why people call us a sect, but if I, if I um, at least for a, a season until I've reached some level of maturity where it's safe to listen to other teachers, um, if I kind of restrict myself to just listen to your teachings and be discipled through the Holy, by the Holy Spirit through you in the Word, and something is then tested by fire and it burns, then at least you know the process I'm going through. And if what you've been building into my life, or I've been implementing what you're saying, not my own thing, but what you've been saying, and it then burns up, then I can go like, well, <laughs> like what's happening now? Whereas if I listened, if there were many different sources building into my life, then you don't know where something went wrong. Whereas now, if something goes wrong, I can go like, okay, you know the process, let's go through the process, what went wrong? So that you don't build the wrong thing back in after it's been burnt out. So we have to now, in wisdom, 
take this information and go like, how do I build? Because I have to add. I have to build in. I'm already part of the... You, you do your best to go correct it according to the word. You go like, this wasn't in line. So my last conversation with you in fellowship was a mistake. I don't want it to be tested. You go back and you go, I apologize. Forgive me. I repent. Um, and then you didn't build it in. Because remember, there's also, also remember in this process, grace is continuously working as well. And grace is bringing us back into mm. the will of God. So even the thing I said wrong, he will let me know and I can correct it. So this is very important as well. And the thing that I should have done, that I didn't do. That's not necessary. I don't think it was wrong. I think it was me not right for that person at that time. That can, that's wisdom. That's, that's wise. We, we're all going to really, really be shaped by that. A lot of our building, the way we speak, the way we act, that's going to shape us. Because we, we bring our poles and then, poof, gone. And we go like, but it was, that wasn't hay, but it wasn't the right thing for the right time. It wasn't by the Spirit. It wasn't according to His plan. Yeah. So can I now, because we don't have a lot of time, but this is, it fits in well, and I feel like we should get to this point. So connecting all that we've said, but going back and connecting it to the beginning so we have a unit, um, the thing with only that which is built is going to be tested. So when we were having, discussing, you know, where we want to go with this. Um, I remembered that Monet, in a teaching or in some way, at some stage in the past, has said, um, in, in terms of wanting to def not define works, but to understand works, you know, not the works prepared for our hands, but the overdrive kind of works. Um, works is doing, the, you're trying to do more than what you were supposed to do. So I was thinking of the example that he said that, you know, if I go and I'm only supposed to do this work, this is the work that was prepared for me for this day, so I finish it in half an hour, and now it's done. If I then go home, have a meal, God's not going, the Holy Spirit's not going to sit there, watch me having my sandwich and going like, really, a tuna sandwich? Is that what you wanted today? And then when I watch a movie, going to sit and watch me watch a movie, go like, you know, maybe you should have done something else. Because the work that was prepared is done. So what I do with the rest of the time is really up to me. I could use the time to equip, but me watching TV or a movie or going out or taking a walk is not going to be tested by fire because I'm not, I'm not building into the body at that moment. Um, but if, so, so 
then do you want to do the example that we then because we had a whole illustration of of yeah. of works then because this led us to this and I just think it's such a good because it's so it's got a broad spectrum okay so works then so a few men a group of men are given instruction they have to build the temple in a specific way that's how they built the temple okay specific way specific men so now I have to build in for today I just have to my task is I have to build in this window so I build in the window but then on the way home I decide oh well you know I'm done with the window now it just took me an hour so let's stop by the orphanage and have a jaw with the kids because that's good right the Bible said I should take into account the orphans um, but then that would be one example of works because my work was just to build in the window but then the example that you said I can't remember exactly how we got there but then um, what was the thing you have to do it about the coming around the corner thing because I thought that was pretty good Oh, okay. Let's finish that point quickly. So now it wouldn't be it would be neither good nor bad for me to also I was only according to the finished work supposed to build the window today. So I was supposed to go and encourage Liani. That was the part of the finished work. That encouragement would build into the building. But I also decided to take some food to the orphanage. It wasn't necessarily part of the plan. In that particular orphanage, there is no elect. None of them will be there, part of the building. So that's not going to be tested by fire. That's a non-issue. It has got nothing to do with the building. So it's not going to test whether I should have been there or didn't. As long as I just didn't neglect the one thing that I was supposed to do. Mm. Does it make sense? That's just. We'll bring it. We, we have to now bring. We have to now remember that we talk about what is burned up where and what the big picture of the burned up looks like, because that's where that comes in. Okay, but now the other thing we should watch out for. So that is then a non-issue. I did a good deed. It had fruit on this earth. It had nothing to do with the building site, right? Now, some of the builders and painters decided to involve their wives because their wives are really good with this kind of thing and um, probably a bad bad example but then um, they decided like this old wooden big doors that is built into temples that's just so old fashioned so I come around the corner and now they have decided on very nice modern aluminium doors with um, frosted glass panels. It looks really, really good. Um, so this side of the building, they've spruced up, modernized it. Uh, the old wooden things on the windows have been replaced by all nice modern um, shutters uh, or blinds. Blinds are better. Okay, so this side of the temple you have blinds with 
nice modern aluminium doors. It's a bit of a problem when the enemy attacks, but okay, that's what it is. So that's that's the other thing we wanted to pay attention to. So if we're going to build into the temple, it's going to be the body, the bride, the city. We don't want any... Um, what do you call when you paint one wall in a room as a... Oh, like a feature, a feature wall. Yeah, we don't want any purple feature walls in the temple in the end of the day. So we don't want to add a splash of what we thought were going to look better or be better. Okay, so we want to stick to that. It's when we start to make it better than what it sounds there, then we mess it up. And that means that I was doing well. I was supposed to build the door in there, but I was supposed to build that door in there. Um, yes. Because then, I want to kind of redo the example. So then what happens is, obviously, it's going to be tested by fire because it's the building, and it won't last. So now it's like, but I spent all this effort, um, you know, making it really nice because it's looking great. So I do it again, gets burnt up again. Like, where, why am I not being appreciated? And then he gave the example that said, well, then what happens is the work keeps being burnt up, but you think, well, I made a real effort and I thought it looked really nice. So then the ball priest over there is going to make his way over and go like, listen, we really loved what, love you, your work. what you did here. We could really use a sprucing. How would you feel about coming to redesign, upgrade our temple? <coughs> and then, what, you arrive, you appreciate it, wow, your work is great. We're feeling so alive. We're just highlighting some of the uh, dynamics the that will go around zones. this whole thing. So we want to, if his plan is to test everything we do by fire, then that's good for us. It's a gift. Yes. It's a blessing. Both. Because now, you <coughs> see that the problem here is, if you are going to build something that's hay and wood into the temple, it means you got it somewhere. You got it somewhere from where you come from. You brought it with you. That's what you thought you were supposed to use. Which means that somehow you, d you, you don't have the diamond or the precious stone to build with. That's the problem. That's why you brought that. And so it means that every time you go back to your source, it's going to be burned up. So it's w you built into the body, in your life it will be tested, tested, tested. What he's trying to show you is forget about the hay, never going to work. Go dig, dig, mine until you find the diamond. Which means now, instead of this quick idea of my understanding of the truth, I'm going to have to spend months, maybe years, in the Word until I really understand the truth. And now I have something to build into. So that's the thing. So understanding the, the full dynamic of it, it's very difficult to understand exactly how it always works. But the, the message here, the message behind this is be aware of the building. Know when you're on the building site and know that if I'm going to build in, 
I have to be aware, I have to be careful, I have to be responsible, I have to do it with the Holy Spirit, by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. As long as we do what He did, speak only what the Father told Him to speak, do only what He saw the Father speak, do, do it by the Spirit, then we should be okay. A lot of what we... Because we, we are going to work on the intentions of the heart, the motivations of the heart. We're going to overcome in many areas. We're going to um, overcoming the areas of speaking negatively. We're going to overcome self. That's going to help a heck of a lot to not bring fire down. Um, and so with the process of discipling that we've been following with all the principles, the eternal truths, the keys, um, ministering so... so um, uh, intently into self uh, or uh, against self and uh, putting emphasis on walking in the spirit not in the flesh all of that is designed to to see that the building the actual building will be the actual building mm. and that what we each contribute and we will contribute will not be burned up with fire mm. the other side of the coin and this is where Sunday will pick up is when we actually are walking around with the little bolt that was going to keep that one piece of the building together and I'm going like, well, I'm too scared to build it in, so I'm just going to keep it until I'm ready. Or, it's my bolt. The Lord gave it to me. Or, my speciality. <laughs> Look what I got from the Lord. <laughs> Mine. Oh. Yeah. Or something like, you know, I'm not really good at laying bricks, so I'll wait until they're busy with the roof. I'm better with the roof. So I'll just sit here. Yeah. I'm a fan. So I'll wait until they're done and then I'll, I'll, I'll help. If every person over the last 15 years, every person that has come to me and said, I had a dream, I had a vision, I had a word from the Lord that told me I should come and do this and this with you. I should add this or this to the work you're doing. If all those people would, were here, this church would now be probably reaching about a thousand members. Really? People that have been instructed by God to do something together with me to add to the building of the house. So there's more people out there that have been clearly instructed by the Lord to add something to the work that decided not to do it for some reason, then there are people inside of this room. That's the amazing part of this message. So now, uh, my question is, what are they busy doing? What are they building? And why are they not realizing that nothing is remaining because everything keeps getting burned because they're somewhere doing something else? A lot of them are on the enemy's building site right now, building the nice bowl temple. That's the reality of this. So, you know, the church in Uganda, for instance, that poor little church with the 25 chairs that got stolen. This is as simple as this thing gets. It's not complicated. Us building into the kingdom is, or into the temple, is there in New Jerusalem that is made up of living stones. That golden building with the golden streets, living stones. So everything we did in Uganda was, could have been for one of those stones to be fit into the building. 
all the work we did will be preserved in relation to that piece of right building that, that could have been done. But now, remember when we said we need to help them buy chairs back? You don't know that when you added something to the chairs, to them restoring chairs, that there might have been a, a lady that came into the, that church for the first time that Sunday, and if there was no chair, chair for her to sit on, she would have never gone back. And she might have gone and in, walked into the church, got one of the chairs that we restored to them to sit on, heard a piece of the message that we delivered to them three weeks before, that they repeated, this led her to the truth that was needed that would bring, help her to bring her life out of religion into truth. And she got built into the building. This is how this whole thing works together. That's when what building into this building is. So that's, that's how careful we become when we understand this teaching. We become careful. So somebody might have bought one chair. It might have been that one chair. So that chair that was bought becomes work that's considered you building into the temple. That, because, that little red chair that was bought might become your precious stone that survives. That's how this thing works. Amen.